Welcome back to the Perks Recap Podcast. Back at it again. It is wild card weekend. It is time to review everything that happened. The miserable performances that both the Eagles and Cowboys put up. Plus all the rest of the games as well. Al joins me as always. Let's get to it. Okay, it is wild card round review time. Uh... Me and Al are uh, drowning in our tears here, but we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing this week, Al? Good, man. Other than, uh, you know, the, the thing that we just alluded to, which we'll get more serious about in a minute. But uh, it was a fun week of football or weekend of football, I'll tell you that. Uh, it's a great yeah. week. It's some people's favorite week, although it's not mine. Mine usually is the, either divisional week or actually sometimes even the uh, championship week. Yeah, it's it's debatable, and I like them all. But uh, yeah, this this week has its fun because you, there's certain things that you don't see coming that ha- that happen almost every year, and we had a couple we had an instance of that this year for sure. So um, yeah, it, it's a it's a blast. I don't know. I, I think I'm with you on the divisional round actually, but uh, either way, they're all awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, wild card is is cool because it is six games instead of four. So you get an extra two games, and it is still playoffs. So I can see why people say that. But like, <clears throat> sorry, like you, I, I uh, feel the same way. State division rounds a little, little more, and I like it all anyway. Right on, right on. That makes sense to me. Okay, first game, we got dead wrong. <laughs> Cleveland gets blown out, forty-five to fourteen. Um, we both pick Cleveland. Houston wins the game. CJ Stroud just continues to impress. But at the same time, I guess uh, it was just kind of like uh, Joe Flacco turned back into a pumpkin at this point. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, man. Uh, you know, it's funny because he played, he played pretty damn well in the first half, but then he comes out and throws two pick sixes within a couple minutes of each other. And <laughs> That pretty game much sealed over. the game. Yeah. yeah, game game over right there. I mean, uh, you know, that was that was the end of it. And I'll say this too, man. That vaunted Cleveland defense, which was the reason we both picked them for sure, other than that of the Flacco magic, but the defense was the main reason. Um, take away those two pick sixes, they still got smoked. Oh yeah, that's the thing is I don't know what's going on with the defense. You know, I saw some of this with Jeff Schwartz, he, who's their defensive coordinator, and when he was in Philly doing the wide nine during the. Chip Kelly and uh, a little after air, I think it was, um, where he, they put up some great, like Jason Babin. Do you remember Jason Babin? Jason Babin. No, I don't remember Jason Babin. Not much reason to, except for the couple years he played in Philly under Governor Schwartz. Um, he was a first round <laughs> draft pick by the, by the Texans as a de- defensive end outside linebacker hybrid who didn't do a whole lot um, until the Eagles got him and they put him in a wide nine, and then all of a sudden he got 16 sacks one year. And um, so I've seen oh. this where Schwartz can be a, a, a stat maker for players, but um, but ultimately have a fairly unsatisfying overall defense, and where that was not the case in the regular season. They put up all, epic numbers, all-time numbers, but it came out in the playoffs maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Other than that, I don't know what to say about this one other than congrats, Texans, man. I was rooting for them. I didn't think they'd be able to pull it off. Stroud, unbelievable. I mean, just just a monster performance by the Texans. Totally agree. Kudos to them and good for them. It's good to see. Um, it's almost like they're on the you know, the, the Jacksonville path 
this year as Jacksonville went on last year. Yeah, that's perfect. Which, which means next year they're going to suck. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, well, next year we'll overrate them and be highly disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, let's move on to Kansas City, Miami. Twenty-six to seven, Kansas City wins this one. We got both. We both got right. And um, Miami. Um, I mean, first of all, it was negative thirty degrees out with the wind chill, so we got to take that into account. <laughs> yeah, but, no doubt. but I mean, Miami did what we thought they were going to do. You know, when when a, a good, a decent to good team, you know, punches back at them, they've got no answer. And they had no answer. They, were, they they went out exactly how I thought they were going to go out. Exactly what was going to happen is pretty much what happened. Kansas City's a better team, and they have no way of overcoming any kind of obstacle that ever gets in their way. Yeah, I, com- I completely agree. I mean, this this was – it's going to be interesting moving forward, uh, If, if assuming we keep doing the pod, which uh, I love and hope we do, um, mm-hmm. because – now I'm really going to be paying attention for the regular season bully. You know, I don't remember. I'm sure this has happened many times over the years. There's got to be other examples, obviously. But I can't think of one off the top of my head. Oh, okay. Well, there's the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, but they but they follow through, right? Well, I was thinking the undefeated Patriots that they lost. Oh, no, that's yes. a good one. Yeah, oh, that might be the ultimate example, actually. Great call. Great call. Um you could say the bulk of Marty Schottenheimer's career, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that might not be a bad one. And also those, uh, there was some um, those uh, Dennis Green Minnesota Viking teams. Yep, and um, and this year my my team was one of those too. Yeah, well that that did that did become true in the end. I did not see that coming with them. We'll get into that heavily here in a little bit, but I did not see that coming with them. But I guess you do have to say that, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, wild dude, but the Dolphins, man, holy crap, their vaunted run game had amounted to squat in the playoffs. Uh, the, the day you needed, all right, oh, very much because I mean, they ran over every even in the games they lost, their run game was still pretty decent, and they didn't, they did nothing. And on a day when you really needed a run game, too, and the Chiefs stuck with it, you know, over and over and over again. Um, the other thing I want to say about this is uh, Rasheed Rice, you know. We've been harping on them all year. I'm me even harsher than you, but both of us pretty good about their receivers. And uh, yep. you know they they have one now. They they at least have one real NFL receiver on that team, and he's gotten very good over the course of his rookie season. So cool it's, to see him big for and that. They, and they've got to do something right in the offseason, You would assume. Oh yeah, because I mean they're they're, they're either going to draft one as you know in like the first round or whatever, or they're gonna they're gonna sign somebody big. I could actually see Devontae Adams going over there, to be honest. I'm still surprised he didn't go there at the trade deadline. I'm with you on that 100%. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, although Andy, Andy, a lot of times doesn't like – Andy Reid doesn't like those um, – and it's not like Devontae Adams has a history of being a weirdo or anything, but he doesn't like getting into those me-first situations when, when it comes to receivers over the years. You know, you, you look at Andy Reid teams, and historically – they don't. They're not loaded at wide receiver. Going back to the early days of the Eagles, they get To. He's out after a year. Um, you know, eventually they drafted Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin, but they had to do it through the draft because the the one thing with To set him off of uh, diva receivers forever. So um, I don't know. I, I agree with you, but I, I, he's always been reluctant to go after the A plusers. And when they had one, they let him walk in Tyreek Hill. So I'm very curious to see what they do. Yeah, and, and um, don't forget, Adams is probably going to. 
uh, get some offers from the Jets, especially, you know, with Rodgers, go get, get back reunited with him, you know. And that might be the absolute perfect thing right there. Yeah, yeah. That's a good Alrighty. call. But, yeah, Kansas City moves on. Um, this is not the t- your, you know, the, can- the Kansas City Chiefs of previous years. And um, it's going to be very interesting because now they are on the road from here on out. And uh, we'll have to see how they respond to that. Yeah, I'm super curious. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to, you know, they did they walloped a team that won what eleven games this year, uh, yeah. which on the surface should be awesome. That you should be we should be like, hey, all hail the Chiefs. We can't quit them. So what? They're awesome, but it doesn't feel like that still. So no, no, yeah. it still I mean, doesn't feel like they're 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 right, and they haven't felt right all year. And now for the first time in his career which is kind of crazy to me. First time in his career, Mahomes is playing on the road in the playoffs. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. I can't – that's stunning to me. Uh, what, what, that just tells you how good they are perennial, perennially that that can possibly happen. I mean, that's just a, really an astonishing stat, and I can't wait to see what happens here because their defense is a Super Bowl defense. Uh, if their offense can just be 75% of what it has been for the last – since Mahomes became the quarterback – this can still be a Super Bowl team, but I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, it's kind of weird to me how old Kelsey got this year. Crazy, right? It's, it seems like a, a switch was uh, flipped, and now all of a sudden he's he's an old guy, and he doesn't look nearly the same. Well, you know what they call that? They call that Taylor Swiftitis. <laughs> <laughs> he fell off a cliff. Yeah, really I know did. it has, you know, there's plenty of examples of it happening in other sports and other people in the NFL as well. But yeah, he's n- not anywhere what he was last year. Last year, he was amazing. Yeah, he, right. and, and because part of me wants to say, well, you know, it's because of the lack of other weapons around him and they can triple team him and all that. But he did it last year with the same crappy weapons around him. So, right. I think it, he was, it was pro- arguably his best year. I mean, he was right. unbelievable last year. Right. So, yeah, I think it's just father time doing what it does to everybody eventually. The elite uh, tight end of in the history of the NFL to just a really good tight end. <laughs> yeah, totally agree. All right, let's move on. Um, we're going to go Buffalo 31, Pittsburgh 17. Uh, we both got this one right. We were both pretty close. I had 30 to 20. You had 27 to 13. For the scores, the other scores, we weren't even close, so I didn't mention them. Um, but it, to be honest, this is the game I have the least amount to say about because this went pretty much according to what I thought was going to happen. Uh, Pittsburgh, to be honest, I don't think really deserved to be there, shouldn't have been there. And um, that was shown during the game. And, the you know, the snow and all that stuff didn't really end up really mattering other than moving the game. But... um yeah, the Buffalo 31-17, I don't, like I said, don't have a whole lot to say. Josh Allen's awesome, and Pittsburgh probably shouldn't have been there. Yeah, this again, you know, listen, Mike Tomlin should have a statue in in uh, Pittsburgh just for getting this team to the playoffs. They hung with this in this game a lot longer than I thought they would, too. I mean, they were in it in the second yep. half. Yes, they um, were. The which, start of the which, second half in the, into the third quarter. Yep, and that surprised me, you know, even just doing that. 
So credit on them, you know, uh, but uh, that, that's that's the extent of what uh, Tomlin's awesomeness can ring out of this roster. <laughs> and, uh, um, and the Bills are one of the legitimate remaining teams that has a real shot to come home with this whole thing this year. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, uh, Pittsburgh is this year's New York Giants from last year. Oh, that's interesting. Keep going you know, with that. I like, I like, I oh, think I like where you're well, They're overachievers, and that's exactly yeah. what the Giants did last year. They overachieved. Although the Giants did win a playoff game, Pittsburgh didn't. But, you know, uh, Pittsburgh ran into a much better team than the Giants ran into last year. Um, but that's kind of where I'm thinking. What we thought for Pittsburgh at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. I think is going to still ring true next year. And next year, it'll probably fall apart. Yeah, that's, I mean, they're going to have, you know, there's just so much up in the air. Did you see uh, Tomlin walked off the press conference when they asked him about his contract? Yeah, so who knows what's going to happen there. Can you imagine if they let him, how could they even consider that? I, I mean, I still, the only thing that makes any sense to me is that he just would want to leave and they can't do anything to stop it. Because other than that, they cannot let him out of the building. No, no, of course, no way. So I can't I wait know. to see where that lands, man, because it doesn't make any sense to me on the surface. So we'll, we'll I would just on. hand him a blank check and just fill out how many zeros you want. Um, yes. You know? Yes. A lifetime supply of ketchup, whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> the Heinz people are good people. All right. They are. They are. <laughs> All right. We're going to skip one game and go to Detroit and the Rams. So that way they are the last two games are the two games we're going to probably talk about the most. And we're going to go Detroit 24, the Rams 23, one-point game. Uh, you got it right, and I got it wrong. I picked the Rams, you picked Detroit, but neither one of us was too uh, – we were both kind of, like, not sure on it. This was a very tough game to, to uh, pick from, and the score indicates that. The score indicates a really good, close game, 24-23 Detroit. This was a hell of a game. I mean, yeah. it really was. It was a hell of a game. I totally agree. Um, you know, it's great for Detroit. The city's going crazy, which is great for them. Yeah. And they're they're one they're like a team that I'm definitely pulling for now the rest of the way. That's who I want. That's who I want to uh, represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. That would be fantastic. Yeah, man. No, listen. That, that, I, I would not argue with that at all. I enjoy the hell out of this team. We've talked about Dan Campbell a lot uh, during the season, and I love that guy. He would be, if I could play for one coach in the NFL, he would be the one. I think he would, um, and what a what a great game. I mean, this, the Goff-Stafford thing delivered. They both played incredibly well. Um, yep. You know, they, they didn't ask quite as much from Goff as they did from Stafford, but they both delivered in what, in what they were asked to do perfectly. Um, Really, really a hell of a game, man. And uh, you had uh, two Puka, by the way, Puka. Yeah, get this, get this. I mean, if you if you have him in your dynasty league, good for you. Holy <laughs> mac! I mean, this guy is not slowing down for anybody. Every time I see him, he looks more impressive, and Cooper Cup looks a little older. <laughs> um, totally agree. Puka's, Puka's going to catch. Uh, average 110 balls a year for the next seven, eight years, it looks like. So I can't, I mean, what a what a fun guy to watch. But on the other side of that, I'm on, I'm on Ross St. Brown. 
they looked just as good. So yeah. just a back and forth. Both teams played well. Both teams uh, had uh, real positives about it. And uh, great, great season for the Rams coming from nowhere. Halfway through the season, they were out of it in most people's minds. So, yeah, cool, cool stuff, man. Imagine Jared Goff takes two different teams to the Super Bowl. <laughs> How about it? How about, that's nuts. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. That's a <laughs> that's a great way to look at it. <laughs> Jared Goff, Hall of Famer. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> oh man, if you had told me that was going to happen because his rookie season was again, I've mentioned that it was under Jeff Fisher, so throw that season out. But he, they were on hard knocks that year, and he didn't know. That the sun sets in the west. Uh, really? I, I'm telling you, go back and look at it. There was a they, somebody asked him. There was a whole conversation about it, and he very seriously kind of thought his way through it, but never quite came up with the answer. <laughs> I was like, man, like this guy makes Vince Young look like a Mensa candidate. Wow. But he's, wow. you know, obviously it doesn't matter if you know where the sun sets. You can still be a very good NFL quarterback. We've learned. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> All right. First blowout. Well, actually, this is the second blowout of the weekend. But well, actually, to be honest, a lot of the games weren't close. Other than the Detroit Rams game, what game was really close? Not really anything. 45-14, 26-7, 31-17. I mean... Nothing was really close, but let's get to it. Yeah, I agree, man. Yeah, it was all blowouts except for that Rams and Lions. Yep. All right. 48-32, Green Bay over Dallas. We both got it wrong. And um, uh, I'm I'm so I'm, – I'm, I'm just so sick of this. Mm. I, I'm, as a Cowboys fan, I'm just sick of this. This is – this is too much now. It's it's happened too often. It's every year. It doesn't matter what happens in the off season or during the regular season. Once the playoff comes, the playoffs come. We are a completely different team. Every year, it looks like it's a different team on the field. Like there's different people in the uniforms than during the regular season. Nothing you do during the regular season matters, and then when the playoff come, playoffs come, you don't look the, they, they don't look the same. And it doesn't matter how what coaches, it doesn't matter anything. It's every single year. I mean, I remember this happening with Romo, where Romo's you know they, they look great and there's no problem with the offensive line, and then all of a sudden they play Minnesota, and Minnesota blows the. That blows them out because the offensive line, which was fine all year and still intact for the playoffs, just was an absolute sieve and couldn't stop anybody. He had, I, he almost set a record for pressures. It was like 90, 91% pressure every time he dropped back. It was insane. Crazy. And then another year, I remember they were, they were really good and their defense completely just, you know, shit the bed completely in, in a way that, you know, you wouldn't expect. And that's, what happened here, um, they're playing 15 yards off every play, yeah. and people are still getting o- open. I, like Dan Quinn, I love Dan Quinn because of what he can do for the defense, what he's done for the defense, but I'm starting to think 
Dan Quinn might be might not be the answer at, at, at coordinator, you know, and somebody might be uh, getting sold the bill of goods. Whoever takes him as a head coach, which is the rumor is Seattle. But anyway, um, yeah. that defense, I don't know what he was doing. He complete They've been a man team all year and he played zone the entire game and they got carved up by Jordan love and kudos to Jordan love kudos to the, Packers, that's another team we just can't beat for some reason, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jordan Love looked great. I mean, gr- not just good, great. He looked accurate. He was amazing. He really, really impressed me, even more so than I thought. Um, you know, wise, because he sat. But anyway. Um, <laughs> um, Love it. But, yeah, so I want to, I, you got to give them their, their, their just due. They, they, Deserve that win. Obviously, they kicked our ass. It wasn't close. Um, I'm wondering why Mike McCarthy still has a job right now. Today, they need to get him out of there. Although I do think if they fire him, we're probably. Oh man, it's going to be Belichick. I think, and that's going to hurt me in the soul. <laughs> God, I hate that guy with a passion. <laughs> but I will say one thing. Is if Bill, Bill Belichick comes in, regardless of what I think of him, regardless if they have much success with him, I do think the defense will be good because that guy still can go to defense. That's fair. That is fair. Absolutely. That's the you know that's pretty much the only thing I'd be excited about. But yeah. um, you know, because I was worried. Oh, once once uh, once Quinn leaves, we're we're screwed. Our defense might not be as good. It might actually be better if Belichick becomes coach. But anyway, I agree. Um, Forty-eight thirty-two. That's that's it. Uh, uh, McCarthy's got to go. The whole the whole coaching staff's pretty much got to go. And um, be very interesting to see what's going to happen if that actually happens or not. But I kind of thought it was going to happen on Monday, and uh, it did not happen. And it still, as of right now, has not happened. And I'm wondering what are you waiting for, Jerry Jones? Well, I'll tell you, man, one of the patterns of Jerry over the years, to his uh, credit in some ways, but more of a fault as it affects the franchise, is he is overly loyal when it comes to uh, his head coaches over the years. I mean, how long did he hang on to Dave Campo? Well, Dave Campo was a coordinator, and then he was the coach, I think, for, I think it was only like three years. It was at least a year and a half too long. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He shouldn't have got the job to begin with. So yeah, yeah. Campo reminded me so much of Rich Kotite, who was the the worst uh, coordinator made head coach in the Eagles history. Um, yeah. He just they, they they just looked out, overmatched and just lost. You know what I mean? And um, and he should have been gone after a year. And Jerry gave him three. You know, and don't it, forget it, Wade Phillips. Yeah, oh Wade Phillips, great one, great one. Uh, you know, so I don't know. He's got a history of being overly loyal. So I don't know. I don't, I mean, it's not like McCarthy came from the Cowboys. So I don't know if that same thing applies here, but I don't know, man. Uh, I'm with you. It should happen. Um, as an Eagle fan, I guess I kind of hope it doesn't, but, uh, um, yeah, this was a, this was an unbelievable game, man. I, you said it well, um, I'm sick of it. it. uh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I, I don't blame you at all. This is this this would be brutal, you know. As a because you guys at least we'll get to my team here in a minute, but at least you guys looked good going into the playoffs. Like this was a mystifying 
defeat here. So, yeah, just just a bad one, man. Um, what what did I want to say about this? Um, you said Jordan Love, and I cut you off. Oh no, no, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, well, just you you said it. I mean, he played unbelievably well. Um, you know, Aaron Jones, I didn't realize was such a cowboy killer until they threw that stat up like fourteen times during the game, and then he did it again. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea that was a thing. Uh, Romeo Dubs had an unbelievable game. Oh my uh, God, Dubs was unreal. Man, just amazing, and 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 it showed you a lot about why there's a lot to like about the Packers moving forward. You know, uh, it, all, they, all, it all starts with with love for me, though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and their defense stepped up and played decent. So I made a, you know, I mean, I know they got some stuff at the end, but they made them work for it. So, uh, yeah, just a stunning loss for the Cowboys uh, and a heck of a win for the Packers, man. Yeah, I don't have much more to say. I mean, like I said, I'm totally sick of it. I don't know how, so many questions now moving forward. They got to get the coaching staff situated. And I don't know, you know, this to me seemed like their best shot. And yeah. I think next year they'll still be a good team, but I don't know if it will have as good a shot as this year's team did. I don't think it'll be quite as talented. A lot of contracts are coming up. And um, Micah Parsons is already saying he wants his extension now instead of a year from uh, instead of next next year. You got to extend that guy. There's a lot yep. of contracts. Gilmore only signed a one-year deal. Although if you lose Gilmore and Diggs comes back, then you – you just move forward with that. That that's yeah. fine because yeah. Dick is actually better than Gilmore anyway. Agreed, um, and seven years younger or whatever. Right, right, right. All right. Um, huh. Okay. As a Cowboys fan, as bad as that game made me feel, <laughs> I have the um, the at least excuse. <laughs> at least. Tampa Bay mopped the floor with Philly 32 to 9. We both got it right because we did both pick Tampa Bay. But at the same time, you still have to be shocked. I'm not. I mean, the Eagles played so bad the last seven weeks of this season that nothing would have surprised me. I they, they I mean they were they, you know, they were in this game until a couple like halfway through the third quarter, it was 16 to 9. <laughs> you yep. know, yep. and then all of a sudden, bing, bang, boom, blowout. You know, but nothing surprises me anymore with this team. Like they, you talk about wanting to blow up your coaching staff. Uh, you know, I don't know what to think about Sirianni after this. Like he wasn't even on my radar for anything other than being great until until uh, the the last seven weeks. Um, you know, he came in, took them to a play, the playoffs in the first season, took them to a Super Bowl in the second season. And let him do a ten and one start in season three, and now people, some people in Philly are calling for his head. You know, if you told me that was going to be the case seven weeks ago, I would have told you you were nuts and should be, you know, just excommunicated from the Philly area. Now I wouldn't argue it too hard, depending on who they're talking about. If they if they want to bring in Mike Tomlin, I'll I'll drive Sirianni out of Philly tomorrow. Um, right, right. This was about coordinators being awful at their jobs. Um, that offensive coordinator should never work in the, in the league again, uh, <laughs> as, a, as a coordinator, or he should at least have five to seven years to prove it again before he gets another shot. The defensive coordinator already got fired halfway through the season. Patricia didn't do anything to make him better. I don't, I don't know the stats, but if anything, they might've been worse. Um, 
Yeah, it's just a freaking mess. Just an absolute mess. And a Bucks team that's, you know, I mean, Baker, who was supposed to be dinged up going in, played unbelievably well. So, I mean, you know, he didn't have the greatest completion percentage in the world, but he uh, he, he made a lot of big plays. The, the Eagles stink. I don't know what happened. I mean, I'm more mystified about this team than any Eagles team I can ever remember. Usually when they're bad, you know why. You can put your finger on it and you say, okay, this is what they need to do. This year, I don't have a clue. Uh, other than the bad how they forget to tackle? How, forget how to tackle? I, yeah, they had they Tampa Bay broke so many tackles and did so many. It felt like a, I was watching a college game where they changed direction and there's yeah. nobody there and they right. gain another twenty yards. Like, what is going on? Yeah, like, it was. <laughs> I, I know you've been harping on the offense so much, and you have plenty to harp about. They only scored nine points. I understand that. I. But I've been on the defense more, and I've been telling you, I, I still say the defense is the bigger problem. And this game, I think, illustrated their defense might be bottom three in the entire league. Their defense is horrible, and I don't understand why, because it shouldn't be. But that game was the one of the worst defensive efforts I've ever I've ever seen. Like, it was that bad. It was horrible. I don't know how Tampa Bay was breaking so many tackles. How the how they were just going by people like, and they were arm tackling. It was just bad. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. No, no, and the fact that they stood out as the worst unit on a day when uh, they put up nine points on a mediocre defense tells you just how bad that defense is because the offense is is awful. Right, which is not a good recipe when your offense and your defense are both really bad. Yeah, no, and if you could tell me what their game plan was again, I mean, against the blitzes last night, yep, they would they would bring seven people, and Hertz would just pedal backwards until somebody got to him, and then just wing the ball up in the air, usually out of bounds, but sometimes in a really bad incompletion. Um, there should have been. At least one person, if not two or three, running wide open on those blitzes that could have been connected with quickly. If you could tell me what their game plan was, I'd like to know because they every time they blitzed, they looked surprised about it and they didn't handle it well and they had no seeming plan. Those damn wide receiver screens, they threw a couple of them again last night. Drives me freaking bonkers. Um, going into the second half, they ran the ball four times. Yeah, DeAndre I mean... Swift, two, two, they ran it six total. Two of them were Jalen Hurts. DeAndre Swift had four carries for 12 yards in the first half. And that's not the recipe for, for them to win at all. Especially when you have a quarterback with a with a dislocated finger and who's been limping all year. Yeah, what are they why would they not they should have been running the ball the entire game, to be honest. Well, Brian Johnson should never be in charge of an offense again. I mean, it was just it was pathetic. The defensive coordinator already got his just desserts. He was just as bad, if not worse. And uh they need to blow if, – if Sirianni's back, they need to blow up everything else under him and come up with real coordinators for next season. Well, you, you got to think that the Super Bowl last year gives him a grace period. He's going to get one more shot at this, right? I, I would think so, but it was such a bad collapse. I think anything's on the table now. I mean, we'll see what, what uh, Jeffrey Lurie thinks, the Eagles owner. Um, 
I would I would think he gets another shot, but if I was the, if I was Lurie, I'd also say you got to blow up that coach's room and get rid of everything to do with that the way the offense and the defense was run this year and start from from scratch with some legitimate coordinators. And I'll tell you what though, now I just said he gets a grace period, but I think that ends next year. So as soon as next year, you know, starts, he's got a he's going to be on the hot seat the whole year, pretty much. I agree. If he doesn't make the playoffs, he's fired. If he, uh, if there's any kind of weird collapse like this year, he'll be fired. Uh, and an embarrassing first-round playoff exit, I think, could also get him fired next year, too. Yeah. I mean, just – I mean, both of our teams, what <laughs> – do you have any questions about your quarterback? No. No. Okay. No. He, yeah, uh, I, 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 w- I wouldn't either. Yeah, no, he, he played – oh, shoot, sorry. I forgot to move. I usually <laughs> I usually move my Bluetooth speaker to avoid what just happened. So, sorry about that little drum sound. Um, so, no, this year to me, it's going to come out sometime in the offseason that he gets his knee cleaned up or that it was this, you know, uh, whatever the hell was going on with his knee since week three or whatever it was, um, I think was a bigger factor than he would ever let on. Um and the the coaching so you know i mean this guy was this guy was the second best quarterback in football last year right and this year all of a sudden he looks mediocre it's a combination of coaching and injury to me and i think he still has a skill set to be one of the best in the league as long as uh everything else is cooking on all cylinders okay do they have any big um big free eight like swift or what are the contracts that yes. you know of swift and um uh Gainwell and and Goddard and AJ, are they going to be coming back whole offensively? Yeah, pretty for a large part. Let me see who I'm missing. Kelsey announced he's retiring, which is well. Not. That's what that that's what I was going to say. Isn't aren't they losing two offensive line? Isn't Kelsey and the other guy? I forgot. I always forget his name. Oh, uh, uh, Lane Johnson. No, not Lane Johnson. He didn't say anything about retirement, did he? Well, he's the only one in his 30s, so it wouldn't be anybody else. Maybe it was the def- defensive line because I, I got a feeling Fletcher Cox, Cox maybe or Brandon Graham. It's probably Brandon that, Graham. Yes, that's it. Graham said he was thinking about it, and Cox is thinking about it, right? Yeah, Cox. Well, Brandon Graham is going to be thirty-six in a couple weeks, uh, so not surprising at all. Kelsey is already thirty-six. We knew this was probably his last year coming in. Although he's still a freaking all pro, he could play if he wanted to, but I don't blame him. I mean, get out while you're still walking, um, Cox. 33, but people right. have been trying to get him to retire for years now, even though he still plays well. Um, let's see here. Well, shoot, this little impending free agent list. Oh, here we go. So, yeah, DeAndre Swift is a big one, although, you know, the Eagles and most a lot of people in the NFL look at running backs as interchangeable. Um, yep. Their entire linebacking core, which needs overhauled anyway, uh, you know, I'm wondering if um, if the uh, the just horrible play of the defense this year, the bad coaching, all the factors allow them to yet again uh, continue to overlook the line and deprioritize the linebacker position like they've been doing for 20 years. Um, they well, have not. It, been- it, the the linebackers are the running back to the defense, right? Uh, right for in the, in the league, everybody wants everybody wants defensive linemen and, and edge edge rushers, and everybody wants se- secondary help, cornerbacks yep. and safeties. Nobody ever mentions linebackers. 
That's perfectly put. That's per- a far cry from even just 15 years ago when Brian Erlacher's and Zach Thomas's were were uh, so highly regarded. Um, but you know, I mean, they played with Zach Cunningham. Uh, well, shoot, what's the guy? Nick, Nick Morrow. Uh, Shaq Leonard did made no impact at all. Um, is he a free agent too? Yes, he's a free agent. Zach Cunningham. I, 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 I gotta say, I gotta think he's not coming back. I can't imagine they're not going to pay for him. So if, if he's valued at all in the NFL, and I'm not sure after the way he played for the Eagles and coming off that serious neck injury, I don't know where he's valued in the NFL, but if he is, Eagles aren't going to pay for him. That's for sure. They never put money, uh, in the running back, I mean, into a linebacker, they just refuse to. They put more money in the running back over the years than in the linebacker. So, um, who else here? Trying to see if there's any other big names. So, yeah, the biggest, you know, Kelsey, Cox, Brandon Graham, all three of those, two of them are already talking retirement. Cox may as well. DeAndre Swift is probably gone. He played really well this year. The Eagles won't pay for him. Um Boston Scott, you know, no big deal. He's he's almost 29 years old, and he's their third string running back. Um, so nothing too huge, man. Just the 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 entire linebacking core. Quez Watkins, thank goodness, please let him go. Um, yep. So, yeah, the Eagles are gonna they are gonna look a little different next year, but skill position wise, and you gotta say outlook wise, they should still be regard you know highly regarded in a in a playoff contender. At the very least, you would you would assume, and the way the NFC East goes, they'll probably win the division next year because yeah. nobody wins it two years in a row. <laughs> right? Yeah, and and the Eagles and Cowboys are helped by the other two teams being really bad right now. So uh, that right. is thank you, uh, New York and Washington. Well, it depends on what happens. I mean, if Belichick goes to Washington and uh, they draft a, a quarterback who can come in and be like, you know, you know, come in with success right away. You never know with Washington because, again, he'll coach up the defense and make the defense good, and then uh, he has to get a good offensive coordinator. But if he does, then they might be okay. Um, the Giants, I think they're – they're. I don't know. If, 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 if Belichick goes to Washington, I think the Giants are coming forth for the last, last team. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah a lot of questions – over in Philadelphia, a lot of questions in Dallas, coaching staff wise as well. Um, for me, my quarterback, I I'm, I gotta stick with him. I oh, mean, absolutely. Because well, another thing too is people that are calling for for them to move on. Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna get? Who are you gonna get? You honestly want to get rid of Dak Prescott and play Trey Lance? He was either the second or third best quarterback in football this year. Who are these morons? There's people that are talking about it. I mean, I know. I, I believe me. I get it. I mean, there there are there are morons out there for sure. But but the guy the, the guy is going to finish in the top three in the MVP voting. Um, he had the best statistical season of a well, arguably with uh, the the one three years ago was really good too. I'm not sure where that comes out, but one of the best st- statistical seasons of a very very good career. Anybody that's calling for his head is a tool. Well, and not only that, the um, the interceptions too was, were, you know, he he said, and I just actually found this quote, but he actually said it, and um, I don't think I said it on the podcast. He uh, he guaranteed he wasn't going to throw ten interceptions this year, and he threw nine. <laughs> well, then the man sticks to a guarantee, doesn't he? Although, yeah. although, well, because people were talking about all the interceptions at the beginning of the year, only threw fifteen interceptions, 
And we and talked the, about that. And, yeah. and, you know, it's funny because I'm with you 100%. I mean, that was a, a BS storyline about Dak after one year of throwing a, a decent amount of picks in an eight-year career or whatever it's been. But uh, it's funny, though, it came back up in the playoffs and gave those jerk-offs uh, ammunition again, including a pick six. Yep, pick six. But then I'm not that it matters because who knows about what the defense was looking like towards the end. But he ended up with over, with over 400 yards. Yeah, <laughs> he threw the ball sixty times. That was wild, man. Yeah, listen, I, I Dak is Dak is uh, Dak is the quarterback for the foreseeable future for the Dallas Cowboys. Anybody else that thinks any otherwise is a moron. They're trying to extend him, by the way. Well, they should. I would. Well, yeah, but the thing is, the reason why is because if they don't extend him, his like cap hit this year is something like forty nine million. Oh, they did want it. Yeah, Jerry has never been the master of the cap. The one thing, the one thing the Eagles do better than the Cowboys year after year after year is manage that cap. <laughs> well, at least they're recognizing it, and they want to they want to extend them and restructure. Probably. Get... Oh, that got a call. Um, no worries. Just like, as you were talking about the extension. Yeah, they they want to extend them overall, but I think at, with this extension and giving more money, they want to lower this year. So they, they have some breathing room with the cap. That makes perfect sense. It really does. You know, they can give them more signing bonus stuff and lower this year to a more manageable, uh, especially if Micah Parsons wants, you know, is threatening to hold out or, or he even said, if Dan Quinn goes somewhere, he might take me with him. Oh, <laughs> Micah. Man, I'll tell you that you're never a doll with Micah. You know, he's going to let you know what he's thinking, and I would give him whatever he wants and make him happy. Yes. Yes, please. Okay. Well, that's our wild card round. Do you have anything more to add to it for our review? No, I don't think so, man. Uh, you know, just some uh, another great weekend of football. Love playoff football. A couple upsets and keep it interesting. And uh, both our teams uh, stunk it up. Yeah. Okay, well, we were talking about possibly doing two separate podcasts for the preview show in the mm-hmm. review show or or doing one podcast combining it into one. I think next week we'll combine it into one for sure cuz there's less games obviously. Mm-hmm. But I actually I think we're going to stick with our normal format for two because we did go 45 minutes for this one just about. Might as well stick with our normal format. We'll come back um you know, I'll release this one. And then later on in the day, tomorrow, on Wednesday, we'll release the uh, preview one. So let's do two separate as we've been doing all along. And, um, yeah, I don't have anything else to add. What do you think? That sounds good to me, my man. I knew we'd somehow elongated even with only uh, six games. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I, I do think, because traditionally our preview shows are definitely shorter. So this one might be the shortest of the year uh, with only four games to preview. But still, either way, we'll come back. We'll do that. Hopefully, you guys join us for that. And uh, I'll be right back with a quick close. There you have it. That is our review of the Wild Card Weekend that was. Make sure you join us for the preview show that is coming out right after this one. It will be a preview of the Divisional Round Weekend as well as predictions for the NFL awards that are all be coming out shortly as well. Of course, Al joins me for that one as well. 
And until then, I will see you later.